This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Who will take responsibility for the contract of Blake Snell? Maybe Cody Bellinger, Jordan Montgomery, some of these big-name free agents that are still out there. I think Snell is the most interesting in that the Yankees are the favorites at minus 150, Angels are 3-1, to Mariners are plus 450, Giants are 5-1. to your Red Sox nine to one. This feels like Yankees to me, and I I believe the Yankees have already made him some sort of offer that he has not taken yet. But can you make a case for another team here? It would be so looking at the Angels because I'm going with the Yankees as well. Yankees minus one fifty okay. is where I'm also thinking he will end up because they have serious interest uh, in him reportedly, um, and you know hoping maybe his asking price will drop perhaps. But like the Angels, I don't know what the hell the Angels are doing because they are they've got poor Mike Trout as a hostage, saying that he is loyal to the team and like oh I gotta like I'm not we're not gonna win anything, but he's still like I am loyal to the team and we're going to try. No, it's it's over dude like it's it, no the angels stink and i don't think that they're really like what are they gonna do that's why the yankees i think for blake snell that's where he will end up minus 150 yeah i sort of think so too and it's interesting because of course matt just put this in the chat that scott boris has yes. <laughs> uh, is the is the man representing blake snell here and reportedly the yankees have another offer on the table so it looks like, and this is what good agents do. Now, you can hate on Scott Boris, and I know he gets a lot of derision, and I understand that, but this is his job. So yes, I think he's, he's using the Yankees as, as leverage. And why wouldn't he, right? Because the Yankees can spend as much as anyone else. I will be curious to see if anyone else steps up and says, all right, we will match the Yankees' offer. What I feel like will happen here, he'll just continue to push this, push this, push this. And then when he finally gets to the limit of how much he can get for Blake Snell, then he pulls the trigger. Would you lay a buck fifty though? I wouldn't. I because it's just this not there's no value there. So I wouldn't even touch that because I don't I don't know if I the certainly not the Red Sox are going to get Blake Snell because I yeah. think they're not gonna do anything. They're stupid. But um yeah, no, I, I wouldn't touch that. But speaking of Scott Boris, last night I was looking at like you know how he does his job and he's good at it. His net worth four hundred million dollars is what it said you know net worth sometimes aren't exactly accurate online but you look at this i'm like yeah the 400 million dollar guy is playing the game correctly and i think it will end up with blake snell with the yankees god it's amazing that's the job to have i always always wonder too the maybe it's not stress i would imagine i I always think god the stress of going back and forth back and forth you have 400 million why would you just call it a day but he, I started to say, he probably loves the adrenaline of saying, how much can I play the game here and play these guys against each other and get my clients the most money? I think it's that rush that you just cannot get away from. But I wanted to ask you about some of the remaining big name free agents on the market. You've got Cody Bellinger out there. Jordan Montgomery's out there. Matt Chapman is out there. Jordan Montgomery in particular. The Red yeah. Sox are the favorites to sign him at plus 125. And we saw how good he was for the Rangers during the postseason, five and three in the playoffs, ERA of 2.90 for Texas. He was he was one of those late season acquisitions that really came through in a big way. Can you see him in Boston? Well, of course, ideally I could. But I, I mm-hmm. could see him in Boston, but I can't see this uh, ownership group, this front office, 
spending money. I don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Yesterday, you've got Sam Kennedy, president of the Red Sox, saying that Craig Breslow has parameters upon under which he is operating, parameters for the money he is spending. And he said parameters like 10 times. And that indicates to me that they are not going mm -hmm. to spend money anymore. Like they're not, they're done, I guess, spending money. And maybe even if they're not, I don't think Jordan Montgomery will be someone they're going to spend money on because it's too, that would be too good. It'd be too good to be true. So they're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know what? Actually, we're going to do everything the opposite of what would be good for this team. Apparently during this off season. So the Red Sox are the favorite to land Jordan Montgomery plus 125. I, I would just be too hesitant to take that because I don't trust the Red Sox to make that move. So, I, I mean, the Giants, I would look a little bit further down. Giants plus 500, um, especially with the value there at, at them because maybe, you know, they've got the P Pablo Sandoval comeback. So, obviously, that is an indication that they're really, you know, going for the World Series here. So, I think Giants plus 500 would be uh, what I would look at here for Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, you know more about Boston than I do. And yeah, you have the Red Sox at plus 125, Giants, like you said, 5-1. Angels are 4-1. to one. And the Angels are interesting in that they haven't made a ton of moves in the offseason, maybe a handful. And this leads us to Mike Trout. And we know his story, perhaps the best player of his generation, certainly. And at the same time, he just has not been able to do anything with the Angels, even with Shohei. So he was asked about his plans for the future and why, for now, he's staying in L.A. I think the biggest thing right now is I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. Um, you know, there might be a time, maybe. Uh, I've, I really haven't thought about this, but, uh, you know, when I signed that contract, I, I'm loyal. You know, I want to win the championship here. And... Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's mainly, I think the, the, the overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction bailing out and just taking the easy way out. So I think that's, that's why been my mindset, you know, maybe down the road, if something's changed, but that's been my mindset ever since the trade speculations, you know, came up. So. To put this in perspective, when you talk about the angels having not made the postseason, I mean, let's, Throw this out there. They have not made the playoffs since 2014. They have not won a postseason game since 2009. And also, Trout has played about 50% of the time in the last three years. He has been very, very banged up from various injuries. And when we were talking about Blake Snell, the second favorite to sign Blake Snell is the Angels right behind the Yankees. The Angels at 3-1. to one to sign Blake Snell, so maybe it's a possibility. But let me ask you this. When it comes to Mike Trout, where do you stand on him? I appreciate the loyalty. Like, that kind of warms my heart that I want to be here when I sign this contract. Yeah. That means that I, I, I'm dedicated to the LA Angels. At the same time, this is 2024 when guys move around all the time in search of a title. And he left that door open. Yeah. But what should he do? Well, I mean, he seems a delusional to me. Because the Angels are not winning. The Angels are not winning a title. Are you kidding me? They're not winning the world. They could not win with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same team. 
two of the greatest players, Shohei Otani, the greatest player we will ever see, Mike Trout, mm -hmm. one of the uh, marketed at first as one of the faces of baseball. I remember that. He's just mm -hmm. on a team that is not going to win the World Series, Mike Trout. I'm sorry to break the news to you, Mike Trout, but you're not going to win a World Series if you stick with the Angels. There have only been, what, three postseason games for the Angels since uh, in the Mike Trout era? For him, that is insane. Yeah. He's, it's not going to happen unless they, I mean, they have to make like a dozen moves for that to happen. Everything has to go right for this team for it to happen, for them to be a Cinderella story. They're not winning the World Series. I mean, those odds for them to win the World Series are not looking so hot. Um, so no. I'm sorry, Mike Trout. I, you know, loyalty is always appreciated and valued, but this is like mm -hmm. loyal to a fault. I mean, you've yeah. got it. I mean, do you do you put loyalty and no World Series? Or, I mean, at the end of the day, when your career is done, do you look back on it and say, at least I was loyal? I mean, sure, if that's your goal. Or do you look back on it and say, you know what? I was one of the greatest players and won a World Series. If you're with the mm -hmm. Angels, you can't really say that because it's not going to happen. So it, it depends on where your value is. If you want to be a, a loyal guy to your organization, fine. But you're not going to win a World Series. Not Both of those things are not going to be true for Mike Trout. So I kind of feel bad for him. He's a little bit of a martyr here, I guess, because not yeah. I mean, maybe not in his mind. If he had, Does he actually believe this or is he just saying this because they're paying him a lot of money? Because he can't believe they're going to win a World Series. I mean, that's just not that's not going to happen. So I, I kind of feel bad for Mike Trout because he deserves to be yeah. on a team that is better than the Angels. As Shohei Otani does, and that's why he's now with the yes. Dodgers. But I feel I feel bad for Mike Trout hearing that. Yeah, seven years, two hundred fifty million dollars remaining on his contract. I, so I kind of feel him. like so much. Yeah, money. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I, I feel like at thirty-two, like, and he didn't close the door on asking for a trade. But I feel like, you know, time will do Is this to you when he sees. Yeah, when he sees his career sort of maybe coming to an end, or he sees the door closing, he'll say at some point, yeah. "I got to get a chip here. I've been as loyal as I can." So that could absolutely change. As for his former teammate Shohei Otani. He will not play for the Dodgers in their spring opener. Of course, coming off elbow surgery, signed that monster 10-year, $700 million contract in the offseason. And this is good news. I think the Dodgers say, look, he's ahead of schedule. He looks great, but we're not going to take any risks whatsoever. So I, I don't blame them one bit. Yeah, I mean, that's smart because you're looking at long-term for the Dodgers. I mean, he's also, he's not going to pitch already. So why not be careful? Because they, they do have a good team around them. Mookie Betts, etc. Mm -hmm. But I look at the Dodgers this season and the high expectations on them. And I don't know if I buy it. I feel like the Dodgers will be the most underachieve. I want to say underachieving, but they will be underwhelming compared to their expectations. Like I would not take mm -hmm. the Dodgers to win the world series this year. I would not. Uh, I think the, so I'd put it this way. I think the Red Sox would be the most surprising team because their expectations okay. are so low. And I think the Dodgers will be the most, uh, I don't want to say underachieving, but their expectations mm -hmm. are so high that they will not exceed those expectations. I think they're going to be underwhelming. They'll be the most underwhelming mm -hmm. team based on the expectations going into this season because there's just so much hype around them. And I think being right. careful with Shohei Otani, though, is key to longer-term success for him and the Dodgers. But I don't see them winning a World Series right off the bat with him anyway. So why not be careful right now? Yeah, I agree with you. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.